Hello and welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. We're having a party this week, yeah! Woo! This episode's about the party planning committee, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the party animal himself, Mr. Matthew Stubblefield. Matthew, what's up? Sadly, without my boo Zayla today, but otherwise I'm good. Oh man, that could have been fun. And we are also joined by the planners of the North American Meetup, uh, Miss Eliza Finlay. Hi, Eliza. Hey, Ryan. And the man who runs Toronto, Harp Atwal. Hi, Harp. Hey. Hey. I wish you would have yeah. brought that Bubby Zayla, Matthew. That would have been a good time. That nothing says party like Bubby Zayla, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and I'm glad everyone has their party tiaras on. You look lovely. Because, uh, you know, our viewers at home who aren't actually viewing us, they want to be in on the party atmosphere. It's it's bringing a bit of the, the English posh to, to the podcast. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so oh, as always, life. folks, we begin <laughs> with a Thunderbolt round. And today's Thunderbolt round is going to be what is your dream birthday party? And so uh, my dream birthday party is has got inflatables, okay? And the the most the specific inflatable it has is the inflatable obstacle course. Like you have to go through the the big posts and you're throwing elbows and then you have to climb up uh, um, an inflatable incline with handles and then you have to do an, a slide and then you have to you know ball pit. Uh, etc. And there's um, probably some music playing um, by a live group, and uh, the snacks are delicious, and um, I get lots and lots of presents. I think that is, for me, the ideal birthday party. Eliza, what about you? I, I want to give you a birthday party. Well, you were invited, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine's going to kind of take me back to kind of kids, kids' time, kind of the magic man, balloon man. Kind of loads of bouncy castles everywhere. Loads of loads of sweets. Kind of taking me back to the good old days before before serious parties happened. With the good old, um, yeah, bouncy castles would be my number one priority in my birthday party. I like it. So, like yeah. about four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly five, actually. You know, the one thing that comes along with being an adult and having a birthday party is the beverages. You, yeah. Yeah. So mm. a bouncy castle and a martini. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't end well, I don't think. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Harvey, what about you? I would love to have a superhero party. Oh. And then, then I would debate between the Avengers and X Men, but I think I'd settle on the X Men. Same universe, man. Same universe. Yeah, I think um, so. All four of us would be there. Yeah. Maybe no one else. But at least all four of us would be at my dream party. Of course. Uh, let's see. Who would be Wolverine? Now you. Both, both? Me? It's your birthday. I, I, oh, I want to be... Do whatever you want. All right. I want to be Professor X. Oh, well. Huh. I, mean, I didn't see that coming. I didn't, you didn't see that coming? No. It's only because both of you fine gentlemen could both be Wolverine with your facial hair. <laughs> what about me? Maybe oh. they'll, be, they'll, all right, they'll be two Wolverines. <laughs> uh, yeah, two Wolverines. Professor X, and then... Are you rogue? Eliza. Eliza could be Wonder Woman. Oh, she could be Storm. You can't just drop this Wonder Woman to an X-Men party. I don't know. There's only going to be three of us at this party now. Wonder Woman's going to crash it. 
<laughs> nice, nice. So it's no longer an X-Men party. Nice yeah. heart. Wonderful. So Matthew, what's your dream birthday party? Uh, mine sounds so much less exciting than all of yours. Uh, <laughs> my, I, I'm not very much into parties, uh, but my dream party was actually one that I had several years ago. Uh, my wife, who at the time, um, I don't remember if we were engaged or not. It's been, it's been about a decade. But she threw me this surprise party. And what was awesome about it was it was a complete surprise. Like she just did a masterful job. Uh, she sent me to get the cake because I'd said, here's what I want for my birthday. I want an ice cream cake. Start and finish. That's, that's as creative as I get when it comes to these things. <laughs> I mean, ice cream cake <laughs> is good. <laughs> I went to get that. And in the you know 20 minutes, it took me to go there and get back. Something like 30 of my friends had parked blocks away, got to our apartment, set up decorations, brought in tons of food, brought in music. We all crammed into this like 600 square foot apartment, 30 of us. And we just hung out and played video games and played music and talked and spent like, I don't know, six, seven hours. And it, it blew my mind. I had no idea because there's, there's no cars or anything. I walk in the front door, everybody's there. It was just, it was awesome. I think the thing that was best about it was I didn't have to do anything other than <laughs> show up and get the ice cream and eat. But like no other planning, no decisions, walk in and party. It was fantastic. That actually sounds pretty great. I'm not going to lie. But did you buy a large enough cake to give everyone a piece? I did. Whoa. I did. It was, uh, I, when I buy ice cream cake for myself, I don't skimp on that, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, you know, we did do some real, like, some some intensive work in Toronto. It was not all fun and games. Um, and I know that we're talking about parties and stuff, but this this was a pretty serious event with some not-so-serious times. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of planning that goes into that. And into when we get the team together in December and when we do all these different stuff, getting together for Summit. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we love each other. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a good time. But there's a lot of work that goes into it. What, what would you think was the main driver of the, the North American meetup, the team meetup? Which, by the way, we, we did do an episode of the podcast a few, a few weeks back. If you were listening, you heard about there's no I in team. And we talked about why everyone got together. So what was the big driver for that event? So I, I would say that the largest driver is we have a great team and we have a great team that's spread throughout the U.S. and Canada in North America. In the, in the U.K., they have the luxury of being in an office. Eliza is very lucky. She gets to see everyone as often as she wants. And I have tea made by them. <laughs> they make her tea. <laughs> yeah. They do. They make me tea. <laughs> Look at that. So we don't have anyone making us tea here. So since we don't have that, we thought, you know what? It's very important for everyone to really get to know each other. We have, in the last three years, grown from very, you know, a handful of people here to over 30. And most in the last year, they work together, they like working together, but they don't really know each other. So the hope was let's bring everyone into one city for one week. And really, yeah, we're going to work on communication, getting to know each other better. But really, let's drive home that we are a team. You know, that interpersonal, the real fun, that's where you really get to know each other. And I think we really succeeded in that. So, so we've got a reason to get together. Uh, but, but where do you guys start uh, when you're thinking about, you know, we know why we need the event. We know its purpose. But how do we start figuring out uh, what's next? Like, 
do you create a budget? What's what's your next step? <laughs> that that could have worked. <laughs> um, it, it, the beginning bit always comes down to, kind of, as you guys are spread, as North America is spread over, I think it's nine states in the US and then two provinces in Canada. Um, finding somewhere that everybody can get to is kind of the main kind of starting point. Um, I think from all of the kind of, last year you guys did it in Chicago. Um, so that was, originally that was kind of the obvious choice of where we'd go because obviously we knew it worked, we knew everyone could get there and then kind of half an hour talking, we thought it'd be quite nice to try somewhere else. So we kind of look at the kind of pricing difference between what Chicago costs and then as Hart was you know, willing to host everybody in Toronto. Um, and also, we also have eight, nine people in Toronto. So that saves a considerable amount of flights um, and accommodation while we're there. Um, so it, kind of, it, it does, it usually boils down to price and convenience for everybody. Um, United States and Canada is a big place. So we, we don't want people flying hours and hours and hours to get, to get there for kind of five days. And um, location definitely has to affect the cost, right? Yeah. Well, location is different. I mean, if we, I mean, I'd love to do it in somewhere like New York, but once you get, you might, might, might be cheap to get everybody to New York, but once we're there, I can reckon prices of hotels, eating out, drinks and everything is just astronomical. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, every time Simon and I got kind of a bar bill in Toronto, we were kind of shocked by how cheap it is because, you know, we, <laughs> we're used to London prices, which is just like astronomically expensive. Um, so yeah, it does. Um, it ultimately comes down to cost, um, and you know, sadly, that's that's how things have to work. So we we came at this with a very all inclusive deal. Like everyone from the North American team was there. How did we think about the activities and what what we were going to do to get people to mesh as a team? So there's a few things that we wanted to do. Um, Fortunately, through the team that uh, Matthew leads, we have a great uh, adaptivist named David Faby, who's got years and years of experience, you know, teaching growing teams how to get work better together. So that was one of the highlights was getting him in front of us. He's such a charismatic character. That he really brought everyone together with a, with a common message of communication. How do we get to know each other better? Matthew, I think he has a great story that he's going to tell um, in the moment of how he's actually known someone for over 12 years and never really got to know them until this, until this week. Um, before, I, before I pass the baton to Matthew, the other thing we did was we went to Deerhurst Resort with this gentleman named Mark O'Dell, and he runs a lot of these similar... Like, we don't want it to be a corporate retreat, right, where we're just sitting around watching PowerPoint slides. And at the same time, we don't want to do a Myers-Briggs thing all day long either. So we knew, we gave the message to David, and, and Matthew knew the message, and Mark O'Dell knew the message, and they really delivered it well. So we talked about the, the cost of, like, getting to the city and while we're in the city. Um, but in terms of actually, like, making all that work, the logistics of that, Eliza, you've got to do a lot of work behind the scenes, and then you've got to somehow sync up these dozens and dozens of people can you walk us through your process a little bit of how you how you just how you make the magic? Yeah, well, I think it's one of those things, especially is across different time zones as well. You know, the, the information I send out to people, some of you might, I mean, I might be in bed by the time people see anything. So um, having a kind of centralized confidence page um, means I can put any information on there. And 
it's almost a kind of live update because that you know I can make a comment and then when Hart wakes up in Toronto he can make a comment when you when you wake up in Springfield it, it, it's a continuous flow rather than me saying something and waiting and then you guys having to wait for the next day for someone to get back to you and things like that so I think confidence is a big part in that that it can centralise things across the business um, and allows everybody to be as updated as you know I might sit next to Simon but he's just as updated as um, Matthew you are in Springfield because it's all in one place you don't really need me on tap you know there all the time to answer questions um, it makes it much easier for me as well to centralise everything because you know if it's in all of my emails or it's on hundreds of different spreadsheets to find an answer quickly to give 36 people is painful it, you know I don't want to do it I can't bother to do it <laughs> if I can put it all somewhere easily then it makes my life much easier at the same time yeah you've been you've been doing um, events as a parent page in your confluence space and then there there are child pages that are specifics around the event yeah yeah yeah, so there's yeah so each each page will have I think I mean each page has kind of 10 different child pages that relate to different things such as flights accommodation travel swag itineraries detailed itineraries who you need to talk to about what and it just means it's all in there so if I am asleep you guys can still see everything yeah, yeah coordinate everything from from t-shirts that we need to buy to people getting their visas yeah and I also have a kind of deadlines page on there as well so I know that it takes two weeks to print a t-shirt I know they need the artwork a week before so I know Stephen Morrison marketing needs to have the artwork to me by four and a half weeks before the event takes place so it just means it, I mean everybody knows where they stand and everybody knows the deadlines they need to meet it's everyone's as busy as Eliza including funny enough our CEO Simon who he was presenting there as as was Garrett who's the head of global professional services as was Laura Hauser for product uh, myself and then making sure the messages overlap was you know we want to make sure they did not overlap so one of the beauties of having confluence was sharing our slides ahead of time sharing what the messages were having everyone because they're so busy looking at each other's and making sure that okay the message that simon's going to be sharing is not the same one that gareth or harp or laura will be sharing so it worked out perfectly for that and then we had some, some hip chat rooms in the background as well, because we had both one for the entire group, but then some private ones for the training and some other conversations going on. Yeah, one of the nice things about the one that's, um, we, uh, that I set up for everybody involved in the going to North America. Hi, Mark. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for interrupting my podcast, right Mark. Jeez, Mark. We've got so six minutes. minutes. Okay I'll, be, okay, I'll move on to this. <laughs> I might have to move. Um, uh, what was you I need saying? to learn how to plan an event, that man. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to know where the schedule is. Collaborative tools. I even work here. <laughs> we haven't had Mark on as a guest yet, but I just, I really do look forward to uh, an He's excuse to have to Mark on the more <laughs> So that we can at um, least give him a hard time about interrupting this recording. Yeah. Uh, just, just tell me when it is next time and I'll come and interrupt. <laughs> I will do that on a Confluence page. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> okay, um, so back from where was I? Uh, hip chat. One of the nicest things um, about the hip chat group that I have everybody on it is it's actually continued after 
the event, you know, you're set up for the purpose of everybody talking about last week. And obviously the chats just continued since then, which is so lovely to see that everybody's kind of, you know, those friendships have been built, those relationships are still continuing, even though the week's over. How, yeah, how about that that photo library? Uh, we have a we have a uh, a photo repository that Matthew set up, and I will say that between Eliza and Harp, we do have the most photogenic members <laughs> of the of the the team here. Uh, they so, they, you, they look I'm good. I'm sure our viewers appreciate uh, <laughs> <laughs> right there on the chin. So Matthew has been asking this question recently, but I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it from him. Um, we use the Atlassian tools in a fantastic way to get this event done. And it, you know, from my estimation and from everyone's estimation, it was a massive success. Yeah. But what could, would you like to see from Atlassian that could make this better in the future? I was actually talking to um, some of the team actually last week about it. And I mean, I don't, I don't have a massive technical background and things but um, we were kind of talking about how if there would be a way to kind of for the event side to be more relevant within Confluence so such things as, as you know for us we had a lot of delays cancellation of flights changes and obviously I'm I can I get all the emails because obviously I book all the flights and everything um, and therefore you, no one has access to my emails apart from me so when I get a flight delay if I'm on a plane I, or I'm asleep I can't let the person know one of the things I would love, especially for flights and things, is some way for for there to be a link within the confidence page that had a direct link to whether it was kind of a the Google API or like a stack or whatever it was that should kept confidence updated. So somebody, you know, five hours before your flight, you could go on you could go on confidence and just see, right, my flight's delayed or my flight's on time. You don't actually need to personally look it up. That was just my kind of initial thinking. And the rest of the team could easily see, oh, Ryan's delayed in Newark and he's not leaving till tomorrow. But that happened. That might have happened. (laughs) Um, And it could also, you know, you could also see, oh, that person's now delayed. They're going to arrive at the same time as me and we can get a train together or a taxi together or whatever. Just just somewhere that it could all be centralized and be... Like to make it even more centralized would be amazing. Nice. Oh, Hart, on my side. Hart, do you have any ideas? Yeah, no, uh, I echo the same one. We talked about that uh, on the trip. And as a growing team, guess how challenging it's going to become for Eliza moving forward if we have 30 people in North America and next time there's 80. Uh, Just wait till Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I can't wait till Christmas. That's the whole thing. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> I do expect a bounce house out in the courtyard. Let's make yeah. it. Happen. <laughs> I, want, I want one big ice cream cake also, Matthew. Oh Bring it from Springfield. Do they have ice cream cakes in the UK? Yeah. Okay. I had one when I was growing up. I've got the best I still want one from Springfield, though. I don't want the UK one. I want Matthew to bring one from Well, because it's going to be like the size of a table. <laughs> it's just how we roll, man. It's the Midwest. <laughs> Corn fed and delightful. <laughs> Well, awesome, guys. Thank you so much for the hard work that you put into the North American Meetup. We really do appreciate it. Um, and thanks for sharing your, your tips and processes for, for coordinating a large group of people. Absolute pleasure. Our pleasure. It's so nice to finally be on the podcast. I've been waiting all of my life for this moment. <laughs> I'm calling my mom and dad right after this. <laughs> 
And that's it for this week's edition of Adaptivist Live. Thanks for listening. Do you have a suggestion for the podcast, or do you want to be a guest? Email us at learn at adaptivist.com. So, for Eliza Findlay, Harp Athwal, and Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you again next week on Adaptivist Live. This time with feeling. Ooh.